Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Lauren Cohen. Um, Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) Hi, Glenn. First, thank you for having me on your show. I'm originally from that other city down the 401, uh, Toronto. And I now live and run several businesses in South Florida. So at this time of year, everybody's a little envious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And I didn't. My, I did not realize you're from Toronto. That's awesome. <laughs> I, yes, I am. That's why I work with. I would say at any given time, fifty percent of my clients are Canadian yep. because I'm very connected with Canadians. I, I'm right now. I have clients from pretty much all over the country. Um, I and I help them to come down to sunny Florida or wherever they choose to within the U.S. Um, I basically help companies or help um, people move their businesses both within North America and globally. So I help them create a global footprint. I'm a global mobility expert, immigration lawyer. I'm licensed in Canada and the U.S. So I can do um, cross-border work, both sides of the border, and I do. And I love creating comprehensive immigration strategies, not just like, oh, here, you need this visa, let's get the visa, but actually figuring out how the business model that you're working with, such as real estate investment, investment, might be best suited, which visa is best suited for it, how to structure your business to make sure that you're satisfying the visa requirements and really giving that comprehensive, holistic approach to my clients. So I become their friend, actually, this morning, I just had a guy from uh, Amsterdam originally, who's now in um, at somewhere in the, in the in the Midwest, like I think Oregon, mm-hmm. and he needs to renew his visa, so he reached out to me this morning. So, awesome. So, as Canadians, what uh, what visas are available to us? Almost every visa is available to Canadians. Canadians are, uh, even though you don't we you we don't really get preferential treatment. I myself had to go through the whole process. I got an employment based green card. Um, I had an H-1B, I had a TN, which is a NAFTA visa. I've pretty much had every visa there is other than an investor visa. So those visas are available, which is you're sponsored by your employer, um, which is the most common that everybody thinks about. But the better visa for, for Canadians, in my opinion, and the one for entrepreneurs and business owners, there's, there's a couple, but the most common one is the E-2, which is a treaty investor visa, which I know you're familiar with, Glenn, and basically... A treaty investor visa is um, a visa that allows you to come to the U.S. or to, it, it's a bilateral treaty. So yep. in other words, an American can go to Canada, a Canadian can go to America. Okay. And there's a lot, of, a lot of back and forth people don't realize. There's actually much more, um, many more people going into Canada than we think about. It's just a volume and, and strength in numbers when you've got 10 times the population, go, you know, you've got more, um, more volume. But anyway... So the E-2 is a treaty investor visa. It requires a substantial investment in a non-marginal business. And what that means is hard to define. So why do I say that? There's no actual definition of it, what its substantial investment is. It's generally seen to be around 100,000, but that's not defined and it could be different. For example, if you're a real estate investor, your threshold is gonna be higher than if, than if you're a service provider with a small business. And non-marginal, oh, I love that coffee cup. That's super cool. Yeah, non-marginal Las Vegas. Means, yeah, <laughs> but I love the other side with the card sticking. Oh up. yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Um, so 
non-marginal means you're not just setting up the business to support yourself and your family, but you're actually going to have an economic impact and employ staff. And my usual guide is between two and five staff members um, over the five-year period of your visa. They don't all have to be hired day one. As a matter of fact, they shouldn't all be hired day one because then you're going to sink your ship. So that's the E2 visa. The other visa, which people don't know about and which is something I'm very focused on this year, is the E1 visa in my book, which I'm going to show you a copy of, mm -hmm. Finding Your Silver Lining in the Business Immigration Process. I shared that with your colleague and, and you as well, Glenn. Yep. Um, but in my book, I call it the forgotten visa because the E1 is a treaty trader visa. Some countries that have an E1 until recently, Israel, for example, had an E1 and not an E2 until last May. So an E1 is a treaty trader. And the treaty trader is a little easier in some ways and harder in others. What it requires is at least 50% of your trade in goods and or services is with your home country. So for Canadians, this is my big focus. I'm going on this business cruise tomorrow with 500 people, about 50 of them are probably prime candidates for this visa. Um, you're going back and forth. Let's say you're running trade shows. Let's say you're a speaker, you're a coach, you're an author, you're an expert, you have real estate. You're going back and forth to to develop or look at other real estate opportunities or you know make sure that everything's running smoothly and there's a lot of back and forth so an e1 allows you the flexibility to go back and forth with a visa in your passport but there's no requirement of actually moving for that matter in an e2 there's no requirement to actually move to the u.s because it's not they're non-resident visas so um, it, it's a great option for people that are running businesses in the U.S. or may or may not want to live and, and work in the U.S. It does give you access to a social security number. It gets in your passport and all of that. So I love this visa because most companies, particularly from Canada and the U.K. and France and Israel and the ones that and Brazil, the ones that I work with most commonly, most of most people that have business interests in the U.S. are going back and forth, and especially these days with the number of events going on. I have one client who runs eight out of every 10 events here in the US, four out of every five. So, and he's making money in the US. So as soon as you're making money in the US, within the, on US soil, your, your processing of credit card transaction, you are suddenly in violation potentially of the law because you're doing business in the US. And even though the B1, B2 allows you flexibility there, you, you're, the government and um, USCIS and the current administration are cracking down. They don't want to see this anymore. So you may as well get that visa in place because basically for, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, you're allowing yourself to make that half million, million dollars of, of back and forth. The other visa that's available to Canadians, well, there's a couple of others, but is the L1 visa, which is an intercompany transfer of a senior executive or manager. This visa is the only one of the ones I've mentioned that leads directly to a green card after the first year, provided that you meet certain requirements and criteria. The downside of that is that the second year renewal is very challenging and much more challenging in the current administration. As a matter of fact, L1s that used to be slam dunks for us over the past two years have not been slam dunks anymore. And some sometimes we have to shift. Now, the, the option there are options, for example, you could get an E1 or an E2 and then apply for an L1 if you have a foreign company still operational. What that does is allows you the flexibility to um, apply for the L1 
not as a new company, but as an existing company. So there's a lot of strat strategic options. And then of course it's EV5, which um, is has just changed November 21st. The minimum amounts changed from um, 500,000 to 900,000. That changed the game completely. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with that. Yeah. And there's also the requirement of, of a minimum of 10 employees over two years. That's 10 full-time or full-time equivalent employees. So that visa used to be my mainstay, and it isn't. It hasn't been for about two years now. And yeah. the whole industry is falling apart. People are losing their jobs. Regional centers are closing up. Um, there's still direct investors that are going into EB-5, but if there's another option, it's probably better for you to to pursue that, particularly for Canadians, which is Canadians just have the have the gamut available to them. Yeah, I think for most of the people that are listening, the E2 and E1 are they going to be the most uh, correct, most uh, related to what they're doing. Um, correct. Is there a difference in criteria to apply for an E2 yes. versus an E1? Okay, what's the, some of the differences? So not criteria so much as um, the, the, the classification. So one is based on investment, the E2, and yeah. one is based on trade, the E1. So for a company, let's say that you're starting a brand new company and you're not planning, let's say you're from Canada, you're starting a new company, you're not really planning to trade in goods and services back and forth. So the E1 would not be available to you. So you'd have to make the investment. On the other hand, if you're shy on the investment and you're doing a lot of back and forth trade or you're running events here and you're going back and forth or you're living in Canada, the E1 is probably a better option for you. It's really all about coming up with a, a strategy and solutions that work specifically for you. And I think that many immigration lawyers are just that. They're immigration lawyers and I'm not criticizing them, but they just say, oh, you need this visa. Let's get the visa. But I'm not. I'm holistic. So I'm doing the business plan. I'm helping with the business. I'm, I'm a realtor. I'm helping find the real estate. I'm helping find, you know, do the business brokering. I'm helping find the franchise. Last night I had a, a Canadian from an hour north of Calgary freezing, literally freezing to death. Okay. And I'm because I heard that Calgary is colder than the Arctic this week. Wow. So I'm talking with, with um, this couple and they're like, they're in they're, they're in trades okay they're not they don't have advanced degrees so they're in trades and there's some great franchises available to them we've talked about that a little bit so it really just depends on what your goals are if you want to move or if you just want to cover your butt so to speak and we come up with that comprehensive strategy write the business plan and get you the visa all all in one so with the substantial investment mm -hmm. um is there any way to use equity that's already existing in properties down there? Like say, yes, there is. Okay. Yes. Because I was under the impression that that was, I was going to have to sell properties, refinance no. properties and get cash available. Cause they were, it may have been the, the attorney I was talking to was probably trying to put me in a box and just do the same program over and over. I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so real estate is complex. And okay. I'll tell you why. Uh, several years ago, probably around, I don't know, six or eight years ago, after the downturn in the market here, which never came back. And, you know, you're from Montreal. I think it's almost as hot a market as Toronto, but Toronto is I'm actually, I'm in Cam uh, Cambridge, so I'm like an hour oh, from Toronto. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the Toronto yeah. market is a crazy ass market, right? Oh, crazy. Yeah. There, yeah. It, it never, it never has, I, I think there was a, a, a dip like for a month. Okay. So, so that does not happen in most of America, unless you're on the beach or Laguna in California or something like that. Okay? okay. So there was this downturn. So everybody 
Canadians, South Americans, Israelis, uh, Europeans, everybody was jumping on the bandwagon and trying to take advantage of this downturned market and take, you know, buying wholesale and buying this and buying that. And it was, it created this huge problem with, with USCIS. And they said, wait a minute, this is only these foreign nationals taking advantage of our downturned market. They're not really creating an impact for the economy. So why are we going to give them a visa just because they're investing? So they changed the whole model. So okay. one of the things that I like to, to advise is if you're doing real estate investing, yes, you can use some of your existing equity um, investments, but let's find you something that's a multifamily or mixed use or commercial, because that's going to move you from a purely, I'm taking advantage of the downturned residential market to a true investor that's creating a business and having an impact. So that's where the consulting and the you know, concierge attention comes in. Because you may have six um, properties that you're managing that are single family, condos, homes, whatever. Okay. That may or may not qualify you. As a matter of fact, I would tend to say that you need a bigger business plan to include those multifamily apartment buildings, small apartment building, you know, mixed use, again, commercial. So that you're showing that you're moving into something that has a greater economic impact. Gotcha. Okay. No, that's interesting. That's... I, that's that's exciting to hear that there is a way to use this because I was there is a way to use it yes yeah. the other thing that I'd love to offer and I know you run that that amazing group on Facebook but you know yep. for anybody that would like a consult I don't charge for consultations we can take a quick look at your situation and see how we can get you south of the border whether it be short term long term but you don't want to have those problems at the border you really don't and they're just going to get worse and if you can afford to lose all of your U.S. business, then keep doing what you're doing. But if you need that business and you need that money and you want to increase your revenues and take advantage of opportunities down here and perhaps eventually or now move, then let's get a visa in your in your passport sooner than later because you just never know when things are going to change. And the E1 and E2 are both generally, especially for Canadians, five-year visas. And they're mm -hmm. renewable indefinitely. So there is no path to a green card directly. But... For the most part, as long as you keep having a going concern business and show that you're making an impact and continue to update your business plan and all of that type of stuff, there's really no reason that they should deny a renewal. So it's just important to understand that even though it's not a green card or a residency, permanent residency, it does give you access to lower rates with, with lenders, um, you know, homes, all, all kinds of stuff. You yeah. can... Yeah. your kids in school everything like that a social security number yeah. so it, it just opens the whole gamut of opportunity for you so i'm guessing just as real estate investors do most of them do the e2 or is the e1 no know? most most real estate investors do e2s yeah that's why from what i was hearing yeah. it was most still under I, I will tell you though that the other reason for that oh. is that there's not a lot of lawyers that are focused on e1s at all that's true. I didn't even really know anything about it when I heard you did E1s as well. I was really excited. Yeah, yeah. they they just don't because I, I for every 10 E2s, a lawyer might do one E1, if that, maybe 20. Okay, yeah. that's why I call it the forgotten visa. And you'll, you'll see when you get a chance to take a look at the book. It yeah. talks about why and how. And it's just overlooked. But really and truly, in some ways, it's a much, it's a better option 
because it gives you a little more flexibility. Now, the reason that a real estate investor may not qualify is because if they're investing purely in U.S. product, U.S. real estate, and they have no interest in Canada, then how are they going to satisfy that threshold of 50% of trade in goods and services? Now, they could if they have um, if they're using admin and cert and um, people in Canada, then they could use that because it doesn't just have to be product. It can be services or if they're using, let's say, software or so on um, or hmm. any kind of service driven um, stuff. Yeah, then they could qualify. But it's, it, it's more likely because they're making that substantial investment that the E2 is the right one for them because then they don't have that burden of showing that they're because it has to be every year you have to show that it's consistently 50 percent or more of your trade and you have to prove that as well or be available to prove it yeah that's personally what's my my issue is going to be i was just i'm still selling off my canadian real estate to buy u.s stuff so i'm like yeah. huh, if i would have kept that it might have been okay but i was selling it in order to get money for the e2 visa so right it's a, it's a complicated uh, up and down. It is complicated. <laughs> um, Lauren, if people wanted to get a hold of you to do the consultation or just, you know, get a hold of you to get your book or locate you, uh, what's the best way to do so? So can I put that in the chat or will that not show up? I'll put it in the show notes as well. So Okay. Okay. So, so you can reach me um, at, it's a little complex. My, my website is www e-council inc that's e-c-o-u-n-c-i-l-i-n-c.com e-council inc.com um my email is lauren at e-council inc.com uh my toll-free number is 866-724-0085 that's 866-724 zero zero eight five and i am very active on linkedin glenn i'm not sure if we're connected there yet but we must be maybe um, I, I don't know 20... i have a lot of friends <laughs> yeah i have twenty seven thousand connections Ooh. okay it's a little crazy <laughs> yeah. but um that's a great way to reach me i respond to every message personally and it's linkedin.com backslash in backslash yeah. e-council inc so it's again it's the same thing e-c-o-u-n-c-i-l-i-n-c and you can always, of course, find me, Lauren Cohen, L-A-U-R-E-N Cohen, yep. C-O-H-E-N. Same on Facebook, eCouncil Inc. And by okay. the way, I also have a software program that I've developed to help um, business owners scale and grow. Why? Because once the business owners that I've been working with that have come into the country have run their business for a year or two, they might get bored. And then when it comes time to renew their visa or sell their business, they've got nothing. So I created a system to look under the hood in these seven areas, and um, I'm happy to talk with any of you about that as well. So. Excellent. I'll put all that information in the show notes too. So if you're awesome. trying to scramble for a pen, you can just copy and paste it right from the, the thing, so it'll be nice and easy. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show, Lauren. I thank you. Glenn. I learned some stuff. I'm probably going to have another chat with you and bounce some yes. more ideas about what I'm doing. And but yeah, this is great. Thank you so much, Glenn. Quick, quick favor. I sent you my. Um my link to my um calendar right yes great so what can you share that in the show notes as well i will throw that in as well Perfect. <laughs> awesome it's All a right. pleasure i wish you a great weekend and i'll talk to you very soon